0: Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Will Cooper, joined alongside my good friend and co-host, Arthur Mosley. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing well, Will. Recording on a Wednesday night here because of uh, my work schedule getting in the way of of the Cherokee County football blitz, which I can't is,
1: imagine how you would let that happen. It's
2: unacceptable, isn't it? A little bit. I believe this is the last time that will happen this season.
1: Well, it's the second time it's happened. So, you know, need to make sure we clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, we do appreciate your flexibility and being able to get this and, in at least. You and know? Likewise, you're, I appreciate your flexibility. Of we've course. got a
2: big week this week, a couple of great interviews, a lot of football to talk about in the county, and uh,
1: we can't skip a week of of the blitz No we can and uh, you know it's as we mentioned this time of year gets super important uh, you know to me personally I think for sports fans this is the best time of year you get into this October stretch. Uh, obviously a couple of bad news situations we talk about playoff baseball we won't mention that you mentioned college football I personally won't mention that uh, you talk about the NFL ramping up the Falcons look good uh, but when you talk about the local side of things and, and how exciting it is that really out of our six teams, five of the six have playoff bids or at least are in the capacity to to claim a playoff spot that's really all you can ask for so we're very excited to get into this and talk a little bit about some of the playoffs and and where things are lining up yeah we are will it's uh it's a
2: great time of year i mean just sports in general like you said there's some things that some of us would rather not talk about right uh I, you know I, I would almost love to have dave garner call in to talk about the falcons he doesn't have anything to be chippy about right now That's true. so he, he ought to be in a good mood and uh uh we should be able to catch up with him at some point uh to talk about the falcons but in all seriousness this is a great time of year this is this is kind of where the 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 you know the rubber meets the road in essence at least in georgia high school football wheel we're down to our last three weeks of the regular season and uh, there's still a lot to be decided as you mentioned five out of the six county teams still have an opportunity to clinch a playoff bid.
1: Yeah, and we should mention a little bit of, uh, clear up some controversy. Uh, we are doing Etowah and Alatuna is our Cherokee County game of the week. Originally, we were scheduled to do River Ridge and Rome. Uh, we collectively as a staff got together um, it wasn't necessarily we felt like that game won't be competitive, but we will see River Ridge twice in the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. we, we felt like we have not been to Eagle Mountain, but once we knew we were going to go back to River Ridge. We felt like this game with Etowah and Alatuna would at least be more balanced on paper. And it would also be something that we would be able to visit Eagle Mountain for the first time since August. So, sure. So we want to check the, the bases on that one. So that's why we made the switch. Hopefully most people aren't too upset about that. Uh, of course, as we do on every broadcast, we will keep updated on the other games going on, and we'll we'll keep people updated on the scores throughout the night. And we got to make it
2: back to the Ridge, man. They treated us with such hospitality the last time we were there, Will. And Not to
1: give anything away, but we will be back there the week after.
2: Okay. Did I spoil it, Will?
1: No, I think you're fine. People will forget about it by that I'm sure they will.
2: Does anybody even listen to this podcast?
1: I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Beats me. All right, (laughs) let's find out by hitting our first break of the show. We'll come out on the other end, and we'll talk about the Cherokee Warriors as they got back in the win column in a must-win game. We'll talk about that on the other end. Give us just a minute. We'll be back.
3: When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Health Care of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger. Ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit choa.org sportsmed. Do you want to make a difference in your community? I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I'm looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to CherokeeGA-Sheriff.org and click Employment at the top of the page. Become a Deputy Sheriff in Cherokee County today.
1: Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're here to talk about some Cherokee Warriors football. So, Art, uh, we mentioned it on the podcast last week, a must-have game for the Warriors, and they found a way to win it, okay? Uh, started out with a huge lead over Osborne. Osborne kind of chipped back away, got it back close. Cherokee ended up winning the game 29-25. to uh, Last-minute score and then a couple of, uh, you know, clock-burning plays, and they were able to, to salt away that win. Uh, very impressive from the Warriors. Osborne had... Two punts blocked, so a good job by the Warriors special teams. I know that's been an issue in a couple of games we've seen, but it looks like, uh, at least on the defensive side of special teams, they've cleaned that up. And then it was also interesting to see Zy Johnson back at running back. He had 74 yards on the ground. So he kind of establishing that running game that they need to do. uh, And really what they did was kept their playoffs hopes alive. We talked about at the beginning of the season, Osborne and Wheeler would probably be the two teams they would need to beat. Obviously, they dropped the one to Wheeler. They picked up the one against Osborne. So from here on out, with their three games left, it's going to be up to the Warriors to find one of those three teams to beat.
2: Yeah, you're right, Will. A very impressive victory. Uh, I think that game got to be, what, 22? to seven or 29 to seven at one point. Something like that. On Friday night. And then the Warriors had a couple of miscues of their own. They had to, you know, escape a furious rally. I think Osborne was able to to score up, maybe off a, a block punt of their own or a, a turnover. And then they got an onside kick and made it really interesting Interesting towards the end of that game. So a very competitive team and program that Coach Sherman is building over there. I'll favor Roto's, Osborne Cardinals. But fortunately for the hometown, home team Warriors... They are still alive, Will. We talked about it and you mentioned it. We thought that Wheeler was a team that, that Cherokee could compete against. Um, and they did compete against him early. And then Wheeler just went right to the run game. And that was the end of that. You know, you, you, if you're Cherokee now, uh, you've got the three best teams left in the region. By far, there's no doubt about it. You're going to have to bring your A game, and and I think when you're when you're facing these teams, and we'll talk about their opponent here momentarily, but when you're facing these teams that are coming up, you've got to be on your A game, and then there's some you've got to have something break for you. And we mentioned that with Cherokee before in that non-region portion of the schedule, and nothing really broke for them. They had some things break from their last week. Right, they helped them get over the hump. They're going to have to be on top of their game, for some turnovers, and. I mean, the the bugaboo for Cherokee this year has been the run defense, and I tell you what, two of the three teams there they have to play have really turned it around. I think uh, Makari Bodiford for Walton had a, one, a you know a come coming out party with over two hundred yards rushing, and then uh, the, the North Cobb has a, a couple of running backs that are uh, putting up big numbers as well, and so. That's a problem if you're a Cherokee, you know, going into those games. And I think you have to take that one week at a time. And, and you, I, I know Coach Shaw and his staff realize that. They know they've been gashed a couple of times. And and they, I expect them to put together a game plan to 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 be around. I think if you're Cherokee, you just have to get to the fourth quarter and be competitive and, and maybe something turns for you. And all you need is to
1: win one out of three. Yeah, uh, so there's a little bit of a caveat to that win one out of three. Well, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, technically... You kind of need to win two, not necessarily. You need Wheeler. You to, need help. You, you need help. Right. So so the problem is there are two teams that are going to be knocked out of the playoffs. Okay? It's a six-team region. So we've been saying Cherokee needs to win two. Cherokee needs to win two. Cherokee needs to win two. They did, assuming that Wheeler and Osborne were going to be the two below them. Sure. Okay? Sure. That's not the case anymore. Wheeler has the head-to-head. So they're really going to need Wheeler to only win one game in the region. And then Cherokee have two wins. And what I, I assume for Cherokee fans, the the simplest way is Osborne doesn't win any. hmm Well, they would need to win one because they're they have to we, be Wheeler. Y- yeah. So you'd want Osborne and Wheeler at one win apiece. Osborne with the win over Wheeler, and then Wheeler with the win over Cherokee. Then Cherokee upsets one of the top three and moves into that two with the two wins and then they would be the fourth seed. So it's not as cut and dry as sure. we said it would be. Right. But but still I, I you know Pick up a win somewhere, okay? Right. Something can happen. Who right. knows? I think I think Wheeler is a good enough team. They could even upset a couple of teams, and sure. chaos is awesome. That's that's what you want if if you're a fan. Uh, you know, turning the attention to this week, they're going to go to Walton, five and two on the year. Uh, their two losses are a three point loss to Mill Creek and the Corky Cal, and then a six to thirty three loss against North Cobb, um, which was kind of a surprise, I think, for a lot of people. North Cobb's defense is is really good. Um, when you talk about some some wins that they have that are impressive, you know, a big win over Brookwood, Marietta, North Paulding by two, and then, you know, last week, kind of the, the coming out party of 42-14 to 14 win at Kennesaw Mountain. So it's going to be up to the Warriors to see how they can uh, they, they can come out, set the tone, establish themselves, and hopefully for them, they can find a way to get things rolling, and hopefully for us in Cherokee County, we want to see them get into the playoffs as well. Um, but they're going to need some help along the way, but, but I like – where Cherokee's headed. I thought that win against Osborne could be something that coach Shaw and that staff can build on. Hopefully they can, and hopefully they can find a way to pick up that third win of the season. And that's what they would need to get into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you're right. We'll, uh, Fortunately for Cherokee, they didn't play Walton last week because I think they got a, a mouthful and uh, from Coach Bruner over there after only putting up six points to a, a stout North North Cobb defense. But I think we we all expected a little bit more out of Walton. And then last week, Kennesaw Mountain ended up being the whipping boy. I don't I don't yeah. know if we any I didn't see that coming. Um, but uh, I, I think that Walton is probably refocused after that game against North Cobb and. And it's going to be tough sledding, Will. They've got a very good, we talked about their running back, Makari Uh They've also got a very good quarterback in Jeremy Heklinski. And Jeremy Heklinski has been taking snaps. He's a junior this year. He's been taking snaps since he was a freshman. He started sharing time as a freshman. And now he is ready to rock and roll, and the show is his. And uh, he's been doing a fantastic job. We know defensively they've got linebackers like Ryan Anderson and Ashton woods and also a familiar name that we know of yeah matthew, matthew trainer in the secondary for them as well uh joined alongside a guy like aiden jackson a, a defensive back 511 one excuse me 175 so very uh a, a very capable walton team of, of go, de- going deep in the playoffs they love to put up a lot of points and so i think that you know if cherokee's gonna win this game it's gonna have to be a track meet unless the defense really shows
1: up and shows out, Will. Yeah, I agree. And it, hopefully it will turn into that, right? Hopefully that's what you want.
2: Well, yeah, because their secondary is going to get tested. Heck, mm-hmm. already thrown for over 2,000 yards this
1: season. Yeah, Now, Cherokee's, Cherokee's secondary is really good, but you're exactly right. I mean, when you talk about the teams they've played, it's, uh, it's going to be tough for the Warriors. Let's get right. that right. When we mentioned, oh, you just need to win one. Okay, that, <laughs> yes. We kind of say that tongue-in-cheek as in, you know, you do only need sure, to that's, win one. The,
2: the, mathematically yes yeah but right then you have to look at who you're playing against and the numbers that these teams are putting up and that and you see the challenge all right it's it's these are at at some point in time in not just in the turd ferguson poll but in, in just about every poll in the state these three teams are or have been ranked this season mm-hmm.
1: uh cherokee number four in my power ranking agree no they are number five in my power ranking okay. all right i don't disagree with you okay We'll move into the next segment. We're going to talk about the Creekview Grizzlies and their loss to Sequoia and how they look to rebound against Woodstock this week. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. With Northside
2: Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, Orthopedics, and more. You can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital.
0: There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home, honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton.
1: Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're getting ready to talk about a little Creekview Grizzly football. So uh, Creekview dropped a tough one to the rival Sequoia in the Battle of East Cherokee. We were had a chance to be there for that game. Uh, if you liked defense or old-style football, uh, that's what it was. As a matter of fact, we were done off-air by ten twelve. Okay, to give you an idea of how quick that is, the quickest we have been off-air before that was eleven o two. We were 50 minutes ahead of what we normally are. So uh, that game was was lightning fast. Both teams wanted to run the ball. Both teams did run the ball, sometimes effectively, sometimes not. Uh, the punters were kind of the star of the show, and punting is what ended up being the difference. As our Shoten Kirk Chrysler Dodge Deep Ram player of the game, Ty Morris came up with a huge block punt that set up Sequoia inside their own th- or inside the Creekview 30, I should say, and then the Sequoia offense was able to punch it in and win seven to three over there. So. Uh, look, the, the story remains the same. I went on the, the Creekview on the road diatribe last week. Uh, once again, I'm proven correct. Um, there is something about being on the road, and that's not. Listen, listen. When I say it's on the you know on the road, I, I don't mean to discount the fact that River Ridge and Sequoia are good teams. I, sure, I don't want to do that. Sure, but when you talk about the fact that this Creekview team went on the road, got shut out by Cambridge, lost to Hillgrove by four, came home. And then turned around and only lost to Calhoun by five. And then found a way to beat Allatoona, Etowah. You know, it was like day and night. And then they go back on the road, and that the energy just went right. And then they they had that game against Riveridge that went into overtime. Good game by both teams, but it was different. It, the, it was just different. And then the same. I would say the same thing about this week. Creekview came out. They didn't look flat. I think Sequoia's defense did what it was supposed to do. And and and. You, if, if you didn't think Sequoia's defense was legit before, it's it's really legit now. Um, but there's just flat on the road. So they're going to have the benefit of playing at home against Woodstock this week to, sh- to right the ship. Um, they're not out of the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination yet. Uh, but I know that that loss is going to sting a little bit for those kids over there off Owen Store.
2: Well, Will, you've got back-to-back weeks and with which uh, you're with, your, with, with- the fact that you're within one score of winning those games. Now, right. it didn't. The ball didn't bounce their way, and and you know, I think we we look at these these things in the over the course of a game. And I, I want to go back to last week, and we talked about it. I don't know if it was on air or or after the game or at halftime, but it was like. Man, Creekview missed a couple of opportunities early to to put some points on the board when they had the ball and plus territory. And Sequoia couldn't get out of the shadow of their own end zone for a couple yeah. of the drives. And that's a testament to Sequoia's defense. And we'll get to that later on in the podcast. But we want to we wanna stay on Creekview here. Uh but but again, you know, you're you're in essence, I, I know we can simplify it to say maybe maybe you're one or two possessions away from being Undefeated right now in the region, so I don't I don't know if they're too far off. They but we can't we cannot not overlook the the fact that these two games on the road or on the road, and not just these two, but the body of work this season would go to show that they're a a much better team at home, a much Mm -hmm. different team at home, and and um, yeah, unfortunately, you only have a, a you know three of these region games at home and. And the two on the road, man, you kind of wish, you know, it's a it's a toss up because I don't know if you if you play Alatuna on the road, what does that what does that game look like? Does it not end up in your favor? And and so that you know, those are things that we can sit here and, and pontificate on all night long. With the, the fact is, Creepview's going to need in order, you know, we as we look at their kind of playoff hopes, they're going to need to win this game this week. That's that's you know, first, and they're probably going to need a little help because as we looked at it, if if goes undefeated. You know, which is the rest of the way, which is a chance they could very
1: possible, yeah. Uh, you
2: know, they they would end up with two region losses, and uh, we'd probably have three teams with with two region losses. Or if Alatuna won out, and Creepy would be the odd man out with three region losses right now. Yes, Assu- that's assuming that's a big assumption well also that, that Rome would win out as well that's that's the assumption that creepview when creepview plays Rome uh-huh. that Rome would beat creepview that's an assumption well
1: the also well there's two ways to look at that so there's also an opportunity if Rome wins out they're gonna have to beat they would beat Riverage and that would move Riverage down to two loss three losses in the region and that would kind of it, would, it would muddle things up there it would really depend on the Alatuna there's a lot that can go on. Sure. Let's put it like that. Yeah, in three weeks, we're going to... Ha- yeah. Right. Yeah. For creepy, look, it's it's really simple. You want to get in, win. I mean, that, that's yes. the simple part. Yeah. They got two games left. They're going to play Woodstock at home, and then they're, which they're going to go in as heavy favorites. Now, that doesn't always mean anything, but they're going to go in as heavy favorites. Then they're going to have to go on the road and play Rome. Okay? If you win both those games, you're in. Absolutely. If you lose one of them, or bo- if you lose both of them, you're out. If you lose one of them, okay, Wait we'll and see. see. Right, yeah. but but it's going to be up to everybody else to determine what happens. And, and what they want, if you're a Creekview fan and and they do lose to Rome, you're going to need Sequoia to win out, and you're really going to kind of want Riverage to win out because that would give Alatuna two extra losses. Etowah would pick up another loss in there, and there wouldn't be any ties. And they do have—Creekview's a they, Creekview's advantage is, if there is a, a muddling of the fourth place, they do have the head-to-head over Etowah and Alatuna. So that would be their benefit there. But they're going to need a a little bit of help if they don't win out.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I I think even if they do go one and
1: one, you know, and I guess that's not winning outs. So that's so, right. yes, yeah.
2: I agree with you 100%, Will. All
1: right. Let's turn the focus to uh, this week. As we mentioned, they're going to uh, host the Wolverines. Uh, Woodstock comes in. Everybody knows the story on that one. Played probably their best game of the year against Etowah, uh, put up 21 points, and, and found a way to do it through the air. They ended up, you mm-hmm. know, having a pretty good game passing. Uh, running is still an issue for them. I think they only had 44 yards. We'll, we'll talk about that more on the Woodstock segment. Uh, Creepy's 0-5 when they rush for under 150 yards, okay? So so that's a simple number for them. Get over that 150-yard rushing mark, control the game, control the clock, enjoy the fact this will be the last game at the Grizzly Den of the year, and move on and and get ready to play uh, Rome. Now, hopefully for Creepy, they're not overlooking Woodstock, because sure. as we mentioned, Woodstock's as hot as they've been all year coming off of that game against Etowah, so you can't just uh, exactly throw that away, but have to be careful if you're if you're creekview coming in. Woodstock's definitely going to be hoping to play upset.
2: Look, C- coach Brent Buddy does it again, right? He figures out a way to solve an offense and they really limited Isaac Hubert, held held him for under 100 yards. I think for the first time in 3 4 games uh um he had a stretch of I yeah. think it was 4 games where he went over the 100-yard mark. Well, so, Riverage he didn't. Okay, so three there was a stretch of 3 games. So mm-hmm. back-to-back games he was not able to to go over 100. Um, And really, I thought he was really limited last week, and and I can only suspect that the Woodstock uh, defense will look to load the box and and force Austin Guest to beat them through the air. They had a little bit of uh, trouble last week with passes just out of the reach of of their receivers, maybe timing off just a little bit for the Grizzlies, so they'll have to get that fixed quick, fast, and in a hurry uh, to beat this Woodstock team who's you know, we we forget we we talk about him and we'll say more but Adonis Garcia is still lurking back there in in the secondary Yeah, and he's he can be a game changer for Woodstock so for the young quarterback to um, he's going to have to figure out a way we you know we know they didn't have Schubert uh last week so that that's a question mark coming into this week that we don't know about mm-hmm. and he's been an impact player for them so there's some question marks around this this Creepview team this week. But if they can get – this is another game, though. I, I think if they can get to 21 points and they win the ball game. Yeah. And I, I think their defense is good enough. Again, we talk about offenses and offenses struggling. And I know Creepview's lost the last two games they played. But their defense has been pretty – really yeah. good those last two games also. So, we don't want to to stop and, and, and just to be poo-pooing on some teams right. because they're not winning. Right. Um, but we, we do need to recognize, you know, that, hey – Defense is travel and
1: Creepview's defense is pretty darn good, Will. And Creepview's defense travels very well. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing you can always take on the road. The offense seems to be the problem. Right. Right, right. now for them. Uh Creepview number five in my power ranking. Number five. Wow. Unfortunately for the Grizzlies, as we mentioned in the purely mathematical rankings, they have dropped a lot of home games and picked up away games. They're not they're not a good away team. Uh, I know they're gonna play Woodstock at home. That will benefit them greatly, and they will probably move up very rapidly next week because they're gonna they're gonna drop i think the game that they will end up dropping is the calhoun game okay so unless unless woodstock just plays the best game of the season then creekview will probably pick up a few extra points and points allowed against the average so that they, they will definitely move back up um but yeah they the 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 road struggles for them have really hurt them a little bit and dropping some of the better teams that they played early have also hurt them and the strength of schedule on the back end
2: creekview still number three in my poll very impressed uh Taking the number one team, yeah, really holding the lead in that game for almost forty minutes mm-hmm. uh, of of play time. I think once they finally got the field goal, um, so yeah, I was, I'm still impressed. I don't, I, I'm not down on the grizzlies i think there's a the, the future is still
1: bright even this season yes um but um and i yeah. should say the same thing once again the, the the rankings simply look at the last five games mm-hmm. and and the rankings don't tell the whole story obviously and it all it is is a mathematical reflection of what's been put out so Uh, i'm with you i don't think the grizzlies are done this year at any stretch of the imagination as we mentioned two wins you're in Uh, a one win one loss you know you figure it out later uh two losses you are out but i i think i think the grizzlies have the opportunity to to come back and, and find a way to get into the playoffs and uh you have to feel like if you're the crossover region that region five um is it region five or region seven it's region five region five yes um you'd be Kind of upset if you're the, you know, if, if, if they do fall to four, if you're Langston Hughes, you look over and you think, wow, we get to play Creekview. Yeah. That's not an easy first round matchup. It's not.
2: But if they look at the numbers like we look at them and see, all right, we get them at home, we might right. they have a, a certainly a better opportunity.
1: Yeah, or, you know, Douglas County or whoever ends up sure. being the number two. That's another difficult number three. Sure, absolutely. You know, there there absolutely. are certainly some easier number threes that are out there. So looking forward to seeing what the Grizzlies do. As we mentioned, this, uh, this Friday they'll be playing Woodstock at home. So if you want to go watch the Grizzlies, they'll be at the Den for the last time this year. So make sure you go and check that out. Uh, all right, well, we'll jump into the next break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk a little bit of River Ridge Knights football. So give us just a minute. We'll be back. At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services off Packer Lane Broker Services Incorporated an affiliate entity member FINRA and SIPC.
0: The number one magazine to read is Enjoy Cherokee. This beautiful, full-color seasonal publication keeps you in the know with articles about interesting people, fun events, hot restaurants, and cool ideas. Enjoy Cherokee is for busy people who enjoy a lifestyle magazine worth reading and keeping. You'll find Enjoy Cherokee available at most high-traffic locations and mailed free to homes throughout Cherokee County. Join the thousands who don't miss a single issue. Follow us on Facebook and find issues on enjoycherokee.com. Ask for a free publication and enjoy.
1: Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're here to talk a little River Ridge Knights football. So, the Knights coming off a bye week after that great win against Creekview. Uh, They're kind of in the, uh, I don't want to say the Catbird seat yet, because they they kind of have a long way to go, but... Given that Creekview lost, it certainly helped them out a little bit. Now, River Ridge fans would have hoped that Creekview beat Sequoia because they would have wanted a three-way tie there. Um, but look, River Ridge has everything in front of them. They're going to face Rome this week. They're going to have to face Alatoona still, and then they're going to have to face Etowah still. So that's out of order. It's River. It's Rome, Etowah, and Alatoona, I should clarify. Um, so everything's in front of them still. If they win out, I like their chances to be – they're definitely in the playoffs that they went out. I like their chances to even pick up a home playoff game, possibly, depending on what Sequoia does. Because Sequoia is going to benefit from a bye week this week, and then they will turn around they'll play Allatoona and Woodstock. I think for us as as fans, and, and maybe Ark and I should take a little responsibility on this, diving into Alatoon a little bit more. Allatoona is not a pushover. I know after they lost to Creekview and Rome, we were kind of were like, oh, yeah, you know, well, you know, three Cherokee County teams in. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know about that, okay? Um, so it, it, don't just pencil that in as, as you know, well, Alton is irrelevant. They're definitely not. Um, but I do like where River Ridge is at moving into this week. Uh, they're going to be hosting Rome, as, as people know I've said on this podcast a lot, much to the chagrin of a couple of people over in Floyd County. Rome historically does not travel to Cherokee County well. They're four and five all time, making the trip over here to the friendly confines of uh, our beautiful county. Uh, they are a one and one against Riveridge, and the point I'll go back to is 2020 when Riveridge really kind of put the smackdown on Rome in that playoff game. 42 to 10 was the final there. So things have changed since 2020. Obviously, the the scenario is different, the game's different, the teams are different. Uh, but I, you know, I, I do like where Riveridge is at. This is going to be the toughest test of the year for them. I will say that they've been a little bit tested so far i mean I, I do think as we mentioned and, and the memes were great last week the riverage has played a little bit of a cupcake schedule all right out of a, out of a couple <laughs> oh, oh, oh. out of a couple of teams in particular we'll we'll talk about sequoia and Creepview being the exception to those rules wow um but you know i mean once again was it the win over pope that made you think that this was the the schedule to end all be all or was it the three-point win against sprayberry ow
2: i think it was a three-point win against Creepview. That's a great point. That's I mean, a fantastic point. <laughs> I don't know, Will. It's a, you look, look. They creep uh, they you have, on the road. Uh, they have to schedule. You know, they have to play who they can play. Sure. And, they, um, and certainly, maybe they have a little bit of control over that. But uh, you put whoever's. You know, it's not. It's not River Ridge's fault that Pope is having an
1: awful season. No, and, and I don't. I don't mean to put that to to dis. You know, anybody there, or to even to diminish River Ridge. The point that I'm making is that when once again the rankings have a strength of schedule base. It just do, Riveridge doesn't have that strong of a schedule, okay? Just comparatively. Um, for anybody wondering, Riveridge is number two in the power rankings. Everybody can just take a deep breath for a minute. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute, are you uh, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. The math is finally getting better. I it, see.
1: Apparently. Um, so yeah, I mean, but but let's you know, let's turn the attention a little bit to Rome. Um, as as I mentioned, Riveridge maybe not as battle tested as a team like Sequoia or a team like Creekview that had to face that Calhoun, Town type team. But I do think they have the opportunity a little bit to, to, to implement themselves and really turn this season into something to remember. Okay, so if they beat Rome, look out, all right? River Ridge is really good, and I, I like the fact that River Ridge is home in this one. Uh, if River Ridge wins, they're going to move into a three-way tie with Roman Sequoia at one loss, and there would be... Once again, a three-way tie because River Ridge would have the win against Rome. Rome would have the win against Sequoia. Sequoia would have the win against River Ridge. So there would be a three-way tie. That would have to be resolved later. If River Ridge loses, they pretty much move into second um, with little chance to climb over Sequoia or Rome. Or moves into third, I should right, say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they move into that spot where they're going to have to play second fiddle to Sequoia in Rome. And they would need a little help from Alatuna or another team later down the line. So that, that's pretty much the base here. I think if River Ridge goes into this with the expectation that this win allows them to host a home playoff game if things go right, then they should be fired up for this one. When you get to play a team like Rome, you should always be fired up, hoping they are. Um, Rome is quality. The one thing I'll say about Rome, hard to get information on them for you and I. They, they like to keep things close to the chest. They don't really... Particularly like to put out stats or film or anything that we can tell people what to expect. Uh, We know the names, we know the recruiting, we know the fact they're going to be walking in with four or five power five recruits getting ready to play. But hopefully, Riverridge will be able to accommodate that. And if there's one coach that I know of that if you gave him a week and really two weeks because they had the bye week, sure to prepare for a team, coach Michael Collins may be the best coach to prepare week in and week out. For a game plan to stop a team that has the talent like that
2: you're right will we've seen it uh, over the past three years three four years as, as we've had a chance to watch coach collins and the river ridge knights will you talked about the bye week last week it was good to see some of those river ridge players out in hickory flat uh kind of slumming around watching that football game last week and you know i think that was one of the 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 At least if you're on this side of the county in 6A, that's probably you know the the biggest matchup. And and I'll call him out. Jackson Head. We got a chance to to speak to him short, briefly while uh, at the game, and a couple of us other his other teammates there uh, at Skip Pope. Will he take a look at? Let's continue that conversation. These teams have met three previous times, okay, Mm -hmm. and the margin of victory has not even been close. Right. Uh, You know, Rome has a uh, 20. uh, Shoot a 30. Six point margin of victory in the first matchup, 49 in the second matchup. And then, uh, excuse me, Riverridge has a 32 point margin of victory over Rome that last time they came to Cherokee County. So sure. against Riverridge, they're one and one coming over to Cherokee County. Right. Okay. So I know you mentioned that Rome's record is maybe marginal at best. Yeah. When I mean, it, <laughs> not you even might average yet. That, but I, I got to think that, that, um, this rome team is probably not buying what you're selling
1: that's fine i don't need them to buy anything that I'm okay selling. as a okay. matter of fact this is not a rome podcast you're uh, right but it, they, they are they are playing rome well yes i understand that Here, here's my thing rome is obviously going to be the favorite rome obviously has the more more talented across the board mm-hmm. okay Th- that all doesn't necessarily make or break a team when it comes down to high school football. Mm-hmm. And once again, there is a certain line where the Jimmies and Joes can only make up for so much X's and O's. And I'm not trying to diminish the Rome coaching staff. Rome has a fantastic coaching staff. We've seen that through the year. But if you look at the Carrollton game, right now, I know Carrollton's not Riverridge but Rome is beatable. You know, let's let's get rid of the the idea that this is some team that's just untouchable. They're not. And all I'm saying is that with Coach Michael Collins, who has had two weeks to prepare for a Rome team, if there's anybody who can put together a game plan to slow that Rome attack and put together an offense that can confuse Rome and what he's seen from them, it's Coach Collins. All right. And it also helps when you have, once again, you River Ridge also has a very interesting group of kids because, yes, they don't necessarily have the three, four, five-star kids across the board, but is there a better tight end than, than Jackson Head right now?
2: I mean he's he's been my all region, I mean all county tight
1: end since day one, Will. Right. <laughs> I mean, so of course I'm gonna agree with that. Right. Is there, but is there is there a better wide receiver out there right now than Grant Hollier in Cherokee County?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. I would I would say maybe Schubert, but you know, I, I think in terms of
1: size, I think Hollier has what you what you're looking for in a wide receiver. Is there a better defensive lineman playing right now than Ethan Anderson? Maybe outside of a couple of guys in Time Wars, Ian Mariah? Uh, you know, you could add in a couple of the Creekview group. Uh, my point, my point is uh, not trying, not trying sure, to put you on the sure. spot or compare. All I'm saying is, is that have you ever seen a better running back in person than Amir Morrison, Jameer Gibbs? Okay, I'll give you that. One. <laughs> he doesn't play in Cherokee trap. County, right? Y- yeah, he but I will give you that one. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about outside of that. Like when I think about the best running backs I've seen, Amir's top three. Okay, but
2: so you. Obviously, don't remember like a kid like Dominique Swope who uh, played at at I know that's a name you're not going to remember at, at Sequoia. And... Yeah, I've been doing this for five years. Okay, so. I'm sorry. So, so, so Amir was a fantastic running back. He was a little bit different runner than Swope. So that's th- to, to 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 that point. But not so. to
1: diminish Amir, but he's at Southeast Missouri. Yeah, he okay, is. So putting together the prep, nobody's going to circle Amir and say, "Oh, you know," like in 2020 when they right. did beat Rome. Nobody circled him and said, "Oh, this is you know, look out, he's a four star running back." He was a great running back, and it just so happened that it didn't translate into that recruiting process Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. That's that's not for us to discuss. All I'm saying is, is yes, Rome's going to walk in with three, four, five-star kids. That's great. That's awesome. They've obviously earned it, not to diminish the fact that they are three, four, five-star kids. But personally, in the five years I've been doing this, I have seen kids, and it's been on both sides, I've seen kids from Cherokee County who are going against other kids who own those three, four, five-star kids, when that other kid that they're facing or that they're playing that day just isn't isn't recruited at all and all you need is a couple of situations like that a couple turnovers yep uh a little carelessness from the quarterback i
2: think this rome team's a little bit different focus yeah and look i've I've probably been one of the biggest river ridge apologists this season (laughs) at least on this podcast
1: yeah well compared to you and i yeah yes
2: uh they got a tough road to hoe this week as Rome comes into town. Absolutely, and I, I, I don't want to. I, I know, I know, I I get everything you're saying, and it all makes sense. Well, we're kind and they of have to, at straws. You know, they have to line up and play the game. Yes, essentially is what you're saying, and we can't just throw Rome a victory because, like you said, last time they did come in, it was a a 32 point margin of defeat. I just look at the, look across the line, and I think it's going to be very tough to to duplicate and replicate that.
1: Well, my my message is more to the fans, and and hopefully the players aren't aren't coming to us for advice or anything (laughs) i don't think so more for the fans you know the 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 castle needs to be packed let's put it like that absolutely everybody needs to get out there and show up and show out absolutely you know see what this team can do and if the kids are listening no fear absolutely just because the kid across from you has this offer that offer i've seen lots of kids who have offers who are very unimpressive in person and then I've seen kids, imp- as you mentioned, Jameer Gibbs. I don't think I've ever watched a high school football player more impressive than Jameer Gibbs in my life. All right. All right. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. So as, uh, we, as we mentioned, River Ridge number two in my power rankings. So hopefully... Uh, and I, likewise. No, they stay at number two this week. Yeah. Uh, the, with the bye week, they stay at number two. And they picked up a, couple, a little bit of ground against Sequoia okay so not that that matters at this point but they did pick up a little ground in the rankings so all right let's hit a break we'll come out on the other end we'll talk about the sequoia chiefs give us just a minute we'll be back
3: at woodstock furniture and mattress
4: outlet we don't have locations across the country our stores are right here in georgia our customers aren't numbers they're neighbors your kids probably go to school with our kids and chances are your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking
0: new living room,
4: dining room, bedroom or new mattress, think Woodstock
1: Furniture and Mattress Outlet, Georgia's Furniture and Mattress Superstore for nearly 30 years, locally owned, Georgia grown. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're ready to talk a little Sequoia Chiefs football. So. Uh, look, Sequoia to me is as impressive as a team as, as we could ever consider. Started out with that, that, you know, horrible record to start things out, 0 3, tough losses. But you talk about those teams they lost to, right? You talk about Lambert. You talk about Raven Gap. You talk about Cedar Ten. We've done this d- day in and day out. Then there are other losses to Rome, okay? Right. And they had some, they had some sickness issues and some injury mm-hmm. issues in that game. Uh, they, they took care of business against against Creekview. They held Creekview under 200 total yards. Creekview never looked like they found their footing doing anything. Uh, there were a couple of times where Creepview had guys open and that secondary chased them down. The closing speed of guys like Ridley, you know, Darling, Hancock on the back end did a fantastic job. Kilburn even chased Kilburn Absolutely. a little yep. bit. Uh, Very impressed with that secondary. Of course, we, we've sung the praises of Ian Mariah. We've talked about Ty Moore as our player of the game. Both those guys do a fantastic job. Devin Beaver's doing a great job rotating in there as well. Um, and then the the linebacking core that comes up and really kind of solidifies that as well with Agundale, um, Steele, you know, all those guys that mm-hmm. we've mentioned a little bit now at this point. So credit to Sequoia once again, as I mentioned on the last segment with River Ridge, you can have the three, four, five-star kids. That's great, not to discredit that. But this Sequoia, uh, or Sequoia defense right now is playing as a collective unit. They're showing that they have the ability to do what they need to do day in and day out. And for that reason, they're number one on my power ranking. Tell you what, man, I catch a lot of flack from Coach Brent Buddy about not having a whole lot
2: of respect for his <laughs> defense. And, and I got called out again on Friday night and, and, and asked him, am I a believer? I mean, I tell you what. They don't get off the bus and scare you to death, but the way they scheme – you talked about Coach Collins offensively and yeah. putting together a scheme. The way they scheme defensively is, has been absolutely amazing, and they've got some guys that just get after it, and I was impressed. You mentioned this already, Will, but the, the Chiefs, uh, winners of, of uh, four out of their last five games this season, they have trouble with the those, those teams that are at the top of the, the rankings. But, look, right now they are sitting pretty for a – you know they've got to win out mm-hmm. and they'll be their own by this week um, but they are sitting pretty for a home playoff game right now and that's something that I did not see going into this season three words you know it's kind of as a as a as a coach over at a rival school from Cherokee and I don't really like to say but they've got this little chant chiefs on top and right now in Cherokee County the chiefs are on top they're number 1 in my power poll and shout out to quarterback Colby Martin. Yeah. Uh, hemmed up on one side of the field, reverses his course, and scores the only touchdown of the game last week. Proves to be the game winner. But let's back up a few plays before that. And Ty Moore's with a phenomenal job on special teams blocking a punt. And we mentioned this on the air. This is one of my favorite lines. I'm on the field trying to give him the his award and talking to he and Coach Buddy. And, and, and Coach Buddy is like, hey, you know, he, he – Tied. this is, let me set this up for you. He comes to me and says, hey, we're not scoring points. I'm pretty sure I can block this field goal. Hadn't practiced that, all, you know, that that block or that particular package and rushing the punter all season long. And he just gets in there and looks like, I don't know who was assigned to block him, but Moores was like a man on a mission. He was, I I felt like he was almost back there to get the snap to the punter. I mean, he was just back there so fast. So credit to him after playing a full game. I mean, there's a defensive lineman who's been working both sides, even at defensive line and tight end and he's able to make the play of the game, in my opinion, and then Kobe yeah, Martin sure. there to, to get that touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the only knock you could have on Sequoia, right, is, is the offense right now seems to be lacking a little something, uh, whatever that is. Now, look, they've faced a couple of good, really three great defenses back-to-back to back. Sure. And River Ridge, uh, Rome, and then View, Crete, yep. right? Uh, but uh, to me, you would just feel so much better about Sequoia. And and it's not that I feel bad about Sequoia, but if you could just find a way to get that average, there, I think they're down to about – you know, 13 points per game right now, you can find a way to get that average to 17, 20. You feel so much better about them. But, uh, look, I mean, they are where they are. They, they've they dealt with a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. They found a way to get through it. Coach Buddy, as you mentioned, done a fantastic job, certainly making a case for coordinator of the year in our book um, and continues to do what they need to do. And as we mentioned, you know, they have the head-to-head over River Ridge. They have the head-to-head over Creekview. have the head-to-head over Etowah. And they have the head-to-head over Cherokee.
2: It's one so, more re, one more county team to play for a the mythical Cherokee County, county title. Ten, yes. Yeah. Yes. They,
1: yep, they win the title, then that's that's great on their part. We've we've talked about maybe we should get like a Chase Schaefer told me this. Maybe we should get like a belt, like a WWE belt or a trophy or something made. Okay.
2: Are you putting in on that, Will? Sure. Okay. Why
1: not? We'll talk about we'll it. We'll start a GoFundMe. All right. <laughs> Got to get a sponsor to do that. Yeah, we? we do. Maybe maybe Cherokee trophies or whatever. I don't know a lot of the trophy companies around, but we'll get the sales team on that. We'll figure it out. Okay. So, but yeah. So as we mentioned, Sequoia number one in my power ranking, number one in yours. This bye week they'll use uh, two games left. They're going to play Alatuna and Woodstock. Um, that Alatuna game is really going to be the the big deal. If they beat, depending on what happens, I mean, you know. Really, Sequoia doesn't hope for anything at this point. I mean, I, I guess if you're Sequoia, you hope you hope Rome Rome loses a couple. Sure. Because then you could have the number one seed. But uh, for Sequoia, it's pretty simple, right? Beat and beat Woodstock, you're number two. Nobody has to take it from you. you. You've locked that spot up. If you drop a game, you need River Ridge to drop one. And you need a couple of other teams, depending on if you drop two, uh, either way. Sequoia is really good at that number two spot. It looks like that's where they'll be. So excited for Chiefs fans. Of course, you know, certainly in the preseason, if you had told me they would be here, I'd be very shocked with you. So excited to see where they've they've progressed and excited to see where they move from here. Well, just want to give a quick shout out to Bart Cox uh, tuning in on
2: Twitter and asking us if we're going to have the Chiefs voted as number one. I think yes. we've answered that question, right? <laughs> it's a simple yes and um and yeah there's I don't think there's much more to say and and Dave Garner can bicker about the math all he wants it it, it, it kind of works this week.
1: Well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> kind <laughs> of.
2: <laughs> I, I, there's a caveat there kind
1: of. Yeah. Well, it works
2: at the top. I don't know what the
1: rest of it says. Yeah. All right. Not we'll quite sure about that, will. We'll figure it out later. We'll have a
2: remedial class for you after the podcast. I don't know why everybody thinks I can't do
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's enough Sequoia Talk. We'll hit a break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the Woodstock Wolverines and their latest game against Edouard. Give us just a minute. We'll be back.
0: With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun.
1: Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're going to break down a little Woodstock Wolverine football for you. So, uh, last game against Etowah, uh kind of a tough one, but also in the same way, kind of reassuring. So, first of all, the battle of, of Town Lake, we expected it to be more competitive than Woodstock has played in the past. Uh, Twenty-one to forty-two, the final over there. A couple of bright spots we should mention, though. First of all. Uh, had two hundred and seventeen pass yards. So so Dan Cuomo's taken back over mm-hmm. at quarterback, it looks yep. like most of the time. He's done a good job filling back in there and and getting the job done. Um the, the disappointing part is once again the defense allowing forty two. Now Etowah is a very good offensive team, can't really blame him. And Etowah kind of threw him a little bit of a curveball and started throwing the ball a little bit more. Okay. Right. So the fact that Etowah racked up 200 pass yards, I think that's the most they've had all year. I'm I'm like 99% sure. Woodstock kind of had to adjust on the fly, but Woodstock found a way to get things done. Two passing touchdowns, one on the ground. The difficulty for Woodstock remains the defense and the running game. They only mustered 44 yards on the ground, okay? It's hard to win a game when you do that. Nonetheless, I like what I saw out of Woodstock. Hopefully they can continue that momentum. They're going to have a tough customer as they make the trip over to Owen Store Road to face Creekview. But I do like what I saw against Ottawa.
2: Yeah, we're they're moving in the right direction. You know, like you said, twenty-one points—the most they've scored all season. Um, doing some things through the air. Great job uh, this week by Cuomo, getting you know keeping his team in the ball game and, and keeping them competitive. Uh, and it's just uh, we say it week in and week out. There's just growing pains going over there right now. And you you played probably one of your best games of the season, uh, and now you have to go over there and face probably a really angry Creekview team
1: i would think so yes uh
2: and so it doesn't it's not not that any other opponent has been easy uh this season for woodstock and so you've just got you got to find a way to stay in that game Uh, one i think number one first and foremost if woodstock's gonna gonna pick off creepy this week they've got to take care of the football they cannot they've got to limit or be plus in the turnover margin and it's if they can find a way to get to, to to Austin Guest, if they can find a way to get Isaac Huber to cough up the football, he hadn't done that yet. I don't want to give him an announcer jinx. I just, right. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's probably a little bit hard to do uh, with that young fella. But um, uh, they, those are things that they're going to have to do: find a way to get an interception, something like that, and and mm-hmm. and, and or put some pressure on Guest. And we know that Creepy was not going to go out there and, and throw the ball around the first, you know, eight plays of their, you know, of of all of their possessions. They're going to try to establish the run, so. Will Woodstock look to load the box, and can they stop Isaac Hubert? And can they, you know, those are things they're going to have to do. But first and foremost, protect the football, and then, again, your offense is going to have to sustain drives to help your defense out a little bit because, the, you know, defense is on the ball chase. You know, what you don't want is for Creekview to have a drive like they had against Edgeware, or we saw it at Sequoia, and we saw it at River Ridge, where they take the ball and they take six, seven, eight minutes right. off the clock, uh, methodically moving down the field with Isaac Hubert and that big offensive line just wearing on your defensive front.
1: Well, uh, the one thing I'll say for Woodstock is Cravey's not going to come out and surprise them. You know what Cravey's going to do, right? right? And it's up to the to the Wolverines to to be up to that. I mean, that's plain simple answer. There's there's no other way around it. That is what it is. Cravey's going to run the ball and they're going to throw the ball a little bit on the back end of that with play action. There, there's no no trickeration going to go on from Creekview on this end. So up to Woodstock, right? I mean, it's going to be a gut-check game. I think that's that's kind of the, the method to playing Creekview is is it's it's gut-check time. So uh, Woodstock, look, I mean, not necessarily completely out of playoff contention, but they, they would need a lot of stuff to happen.
2: With four losses, I think they're out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not mathematically impossible, but okay. they would need a lot, a lot of things music. to... Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. All right,
2: I'm going to be practical
1: Okay, and say they're they're in the role of spoiler at this point. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, number six in my power ranking? Likewise. All right, we'll move on. We're going to jump into our Cherokee County game of the week. That is the Etowah Eagles as they host the Alatoona Buccaneers. So we'll talk about Etowah's last game. Give us just a minute. We'll be back.
0: Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight-A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Welcome
1: back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley, here to talk a little Etawa Eagles football. So Etowah has moved to 5-2 on the year, found a way to pick up their first region win. Uh, now, we should say found a way. Keep in mind, they played Creeview at home and Sequoia. Okay, so they mm-hmm. played two of the better teams in the region. Um, and it's it's all in front of them. That's the message to Etowah fans, all in front of them. We'll talk about that in a, in a later segment a little bit. Uh, they found a way to beat Woodstock 42-21. to 21. Uh, I think for Etowah fans, they'd probably like the defense to have come out a little bit stronger against a Woodstock team that hasn't scored 21 on the year. But 42 is a nice number for them on offense. First of all, one guy I want to point out, and then one stat I want to point out. So first of all, Joe Hercacho. He was a guy that we talked about in the preseason, found 108 yards on the ground. So Cacho got a little bit more involved than usual. Uh, Reese Weir, the Buffalo, seemed like he was contained more to the inside in that power run. He did get two rushing touchdowns, Mm -hmm. so you can't just deny that. But it seems like maybe a little bit more Thunder-Lightning combo, getting some guys involved. Uh, And then the other thing, too, 200 passing yards for Etowah and two passing touchdowns, Mahoney found a way to really pass the ball more effectively than he has in the past. If Etowah can continue to do that, they're going to be a very dangerous team.
2: Yeah, that's something I want to talk to Coach Kemper about when we do have him. Uh, when we do talk to him momentarily, Will, is how how those young receivers have kind of filled in because we haven't seen we've kind of seen them here and there over the course of the season, not go for for huge numbers there this season, but we have seen a little bit of maturation uh, from those Ottawa wide receivers.
1: Yeah, that we have, and and it's going to continue that way, and hopefully they can find a way to to grow into that. As we mentioned is so young, right? Everything in front of him. You talk about Mahoney as a sophomore, Weir as a junior. Uh, you know, the, the, the palette of ride receivers they have out of the five guys that they target, I think three of them are sophomores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Catton being one of the guys that's more of the elder statesman in the room. Um, so, Zazara, uh, Wiedner. Um, Pasquera, Pasquera, All these guys that we've mentioned day in and day out, they continue to grow into those roles, and that's very nice for them. And uh, as, as people rooting for Etowah this week... We hope that trend continues because if Etowah can come out and balance their attack a little bit more, Etowah will hit a second gear, and I think that would make the Eagles much more dangerous. So um, also great to see – Tate Nome's continuing to anchor that spot. Mm-hmm. They've actually moved him back into guard at left guard. So they've kind of rotated the offensive line a little bit. But Etowah's offensive line playing as a collective unit, very impressive excited to see what the Eagles have done. Uh, and and I don't know about you, Art, but I'm excited to see the Eagles for the first time since we saw them towards the end of September against Creekview.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Etowah. And again, again one of the – I don't care what their record is, throw it out. I think this is one of the most exciting young teams in the county, and I'm excited to see as as – is that gross coin the spin him and roll one yes. more time? And and speaking of spin, Reese, we are putting on a couple of spin moves uh, in the game. Buffalo against the put Ro- on his dancing <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yes, he did. A little <laughs> lighted on his feet, and that's great to see for for a young man who we think is just
1: power, but he yeah. showed a little prowess and a little finesse
2: last week by the Buffalo.
1: Yeah, very impressive out of him. So excited to see where they move. Uh, power ranking number three this week. Etowah is at number 4 in my power rankings. Okay. Uh, they're they're behind Creekview and I I look at that head to head and that's where they they kind of settle in this season. I understand that and uh, as I mentioned on the Creekview segment, Creekview dropped a couple of games and replaced them with away games. Mm-hmm. Creekview historically not great away. Matter of fact, plug it into the predictor. If Creekview played that game at Eagle Mountain, the predictor likes Etowah by 10. Okay. So just wanted to just wanted to put that out there. Now obviously the game didn't play at mm-hmm. Eagle Mountain. Nobody cares what the predictor says. Just mathematically based, you know, the home away split certainly hurts. Creekview a little bit, and Etowah found a way to jump them. So we'll see what happens this week. If they if they can come out and put up a, a good number against Alatoona, then I think maybe they're they're a little bit more founded at that three spot.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That certainly might play into some things, but uh,
1: yeah, we'll see. Well, the best way to find out how they're going to handle the Alatoona Buccaneers is to talk to the head eagle himself. Coach Matt Kemper will be joining us here in a moment, so we'll send it to a break, come out on the other end, and we'll sit down with the coach and talk about his team. Give us just a minute. We'll be back.
0: Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their
2: signature Butter Burgers are fresh, never frozen. And the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are.
1: Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat 6778
0: Hickory Flat Highway.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Cherokee County Football Blitz. And joining us now is the head coach of the Etowah Eagles, Coach Matt Kemper. Coach, thank you for being with us. I appreciate you guys, appreciate all you do every week. Coach, before we talk about the Alatoona game coming up this Friday, we should talk about last week. You guys had a chance in the battle of Town Lake to face your rival in Woodstock. Talk a little bit about your performance as a team and, and how you feel about the team coming in to this week and this Friday.
3: I mean, I was, just, was extremely pleased with the way the kids played. I mean, that, that game, you know, you throw the records out the window. And, uh, I think like we've talked before, Woodstock gets extremely fired up to play us. and uh, You know, it, it, it's always a one touchdown game so the fact that we were able to pull away a little bit you know uh, I thought was a real credit to our kids and you know our assistant coaches that did a great job getting our kids ready they came out and they executed and uh just happy for happy for our guys
2: Coach, it seems like week in and week out, when we talk about Eduard football, we talk about Xavier Mahoney and then the Buffalo Reese Weir, at least offensively speaking. But it looks like guys like Will Zazara had a big night receiving against your rival, Woodstock. Can you talk about Will and even a guy like Malone Pescara and the rest of your receivers and, and their development and how they've contributed to the team this season?
3: You know, Will, Will certainly did have a big game. Um, you know, he was our offensive player of the week. Uh, gets the gets the free chicken finger meal from Cheeseburger Bobby's for that. Um, gotta give, you gotta, you gotta give, yeah, gotta give him a little plug there, you know. Um,
2: yeah, absolutely, right. coach. You gotta give him a plug, and we can certainly help you out, help him right. out with those uh, pretty, chicken fingers.
3: They're pretty good. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I mean, the good thing about that group of receivers is it, it, there's there's been a different one almost every week. I mean, if anything, you know, Malone Toscaira has has been pretty consistent because. He he's kind of Mahoney's security blanket, if you will. You know, if he if he's scrambling around, he he finds a way to find Malone, and Malone finds green grass and gets gets open and gets football. Um, but you know, when if if the defense is concentrating a little too much on one of them, um, then then the other one steps up. So we've been real pleased with that all year. Um, you know, they're really they're mainly sophomores. We got one senior and one junior of that group. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping they're going to be good players for us for, for years to come.
1: Coach, kind of to follow up on Art's question there, uh, you guys passed for a lot more yards, up to 200 last week, a little bit more than what you usually do. Uh, was that kind of part of the game plan coming into it, or was that more of a situational thing that that Woodstock forced you into?
3: I mean, I think it was what they were going to do to to try to take away our run games. You know, they really loaded the box up. uh I mean they're that they're that three three odd stack defense anyway, and they're they bring a lot of pressure. Uh, but they but they kept, you know, their their pony or outside backers whatever you want to call them in the box, and we're limiting the run game. So that meant we got a lot of one on one on the outside, and the uh, guys exploited it. You know, I think we'll see a similar thing this coming week. Of um, you know, Altoona is very very stout in the box on defense, and, and we need guys to make plays out on the perimeter.
2: Coach, we haven't had a chance to speak to you since your game against Creepview, but when when Will and I did that game, we were extremely impressed with your corners, Jameer Maxime and Frank Mosley. Can you talk about the impact that those two young men have had on your defense and on your team as a whole?
3: Oh, they're, 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 you just don't even, you you don't have to think about them. I mean, they're, they're guys that are going to go out there, going to be consistent, they're going to perform every week. Um, you know, they're leaders on their defense, leaders on our team. And, uh, you know, Frank's been a three full three-year starter. Jameer has been really about a two-and-a-half-year starter. And, uh, you know, they're, they're guys that are versatile. They're long. They're athletic. They're really, really smart football players. Um, have got great FBI or football intelligence. And, um, you know, they're, they're guys that we just – they're staples of our defense. And we am glad they're on our team.
2: Yeah, Coach. The, uh, another thing we talk about is the run support. We had a chance to see uh, Frank Mosley's film a little bit, and how impressive he was as a defensive back, not just in
3: pass coverage, but
2: also in run support.
3: Yeah, and you know, I had a college coach stop by the other week, and um, obviously took him and introduced him to Frank. And uh, you know, that's the thing—you don't you don't know what what his future is going to hold. You know, is he going to stay in the corner? Is he going to get bigger and become a safety? You're gonna get even bigger than that, and possibly become outside linebacker. I mean, he's athletic, and he's certainly not afraid of contact. He'll get involved in run game, get you know, and be a be a lockdown guy in the pass game. So we're just we're just hoping we find him a place to continue his, his career.
1: Well, coach, we're very excited to see your team this Friday, and that's where we'll turn our attention as you guys will host Alatoona. Talk a little bit about the Buccaneers when they come to town, and, and what kind of challenges they present to your team and your program.
3: I mean, I'm sitting here watching watching film on them right now. Um, you know, they're they are very very athletic at their skill positions on offense. Um, they got great size up front. Um, you know, they play a couple different quarterbacks that do different things, but the the guy standing up back there in the eye is, is certainly the guy that makes their offense go. Um, and, and he is explosive. Um, you know, they had. I want to say they had 250 plus yards rushing um, two weeks ago when they played Woodstock in the first half, um, and that, that kid was scoring from distance. Um, he's he's a home run hitter, and you got to keep him hemmed up. But you know if we can if we can get the football and keep the football, that's an even better alternative. You know, alternative. Uh, you try to keep them on the sideline, but that's it's a tall task because of the. Yeah, they got two defensive linemen. I think they have multiple Power Five offers. uh they got Mike linebacker is absolute animal. I mean, he, this kid's a beast. He can run. And he strikes you. Uh, play a big, big nose guard. I would, I would imagine 270, 280 pounds. Um, and it's going to. You know, we're going to need to be balanced. Obviously, have no turnovers and play field position football. Try to drive. And, and that's that's a challenge for us because that's not really how we're built. I mean, you know, as the course of the season shook out when we, we scored a lot on big plays, you know, which is hard for an old man like me because, you know, I like to keep the football and grind the clock and game be over
1: at 9.30. Coach, you're exactly right. And looking forward to being on Eagle Mountain this Friday and looking forward to seeing your program again as you guys take on Allatuna.
3: All right. We'll, well, we'll lay out the red carpet for you all, all right?
1: thanks so much coach you
3: always do thank
1: you guys so that was coach Kemper coach thank you again for being with us uh you know coach Kemper's getting a little bit more uh familiar with us I think I think he's able to cut up a little bit more than when he first got in and uh you know we're always glad to hear that and it's always fun to hear to uh to talk to coach Kemper about his team
2: yeah I mean he's uh he's loosening up a little bit you know he's uh again like you said fun to talk to and he's got his dry sense of humor and and what you would expect from
1: an offensive line coach right yeah absolutely right so of course we do have this interview that we just mentioned but also we have another interview and that is with the head coach of the Alatoona buccaneers coach gary varner he's going to be calling us here in just a moment so we'll hit a break come out on the other end and we'll get to talk to coach varner for the first time here on the football blitz podcast just a second we'll be back
0: prescription medications can help us live longer and healthier lives but any medication has the potential to do harm if misused drug-free cherokee would like to remind you to only use prescription medications as directed by a health professional never share your medications with others or use someone else's always store your medication securely to prevent others from taking them and properly dispose of medications that you no longer need be a good example for those around you and promote safe medication practices and teach others to do the same visit drugfreecherokee.com
1: Joining us now on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, Coach Varner, the head coach of the Alatoona Buccaneers. Always a privilege to be able to talk to a coach out of county. Coach, thank you for being with us. No problem. You guys having a good night? Yes, sir. So far, so good, Coach. Uh, Doing well. All right. Coach, thank you for being with us. It's always good to talk to a coach that's out of county, and we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Uh, I want to ask the first question. You, your record is not necessarily where you wanted it to be at two and five, but you guys have played an extremely difficult schedule with some state powers. Talk a little bit about your message to your team over the past few weeks and, and how you've liked the progression of your team coming into region play.
4: Well, the the message has been pretty consistent is, you know, the the whole goal is can you get better as the year goes on? Um uh, the message. And can you – get to thanksgiving that's the other message. so we're just telling them that everything's still in front of you it doesn't look good obviously you never want to be two and five and and playing as bad as we've been playing but we haven't lost them their attitude has been good um but sooner or later like you can't make mistakes for i mean make excuses for losing all the games we've lost like we could have done this or should have done that so either we're a really bad football team or we're going to get better. That's basically the bottom line.
2: Coach, when we think of Alatuna Buccaneer football, historically we think of, you know, a physical, tough, bruising team that uh, guys may not be the most flashy, but you're going to line up in that I formation, which I absolutely love, and you're going to just be really physical. You've been able to have that uh, that kind of mentality or that culture throughout the entire life of the program, uh, the uh, 15 years of the program what has enabled you and your staff to do to to keep that culture running at that same consistency over the course of the program?
4: Well, in some ways, you get you get really lucky as far as um, opening a new program. We were really blessed to have uh, when you open the program. We were blessed to have a group of coaches that really haven't left. So basically, about ten of the twelve guys have been here the whole time for fifteen years, which doesn't happen very often and that uh build continuity and we've just been we've trying to stay true to the formula even though this year you know we have changed up a little bit um just because of how poorly we've been playing we feel we had to change some things around but you know the message early on when we were taking our lumps was you know being a new program is you you, we might lose games but we want to be the team no one wants to play that's kind of been the motto since the beginning we've always kind of kept that way and so they just try to be a physical football team the kids buy in and they just pretty much know what expect what's expected
1: Coach, you have a very interesting perspective on things here in Cherokee County as obviously the old Region 6, 6A included Creekview, Sequoia, and River Ridge as the new Region 6, 6A has included Etowah and Woodstock. What have you seen change in Cherokee County from the outside and also here in North Georgia as a whole?
4: I think um, the biggest difference from you know three, four years ago is the number of teams that are good. I mean, they've all improved a lot. You can kind of tell that um especially the offenses you know for the most part and it's pretty much everywhere in the state but the offenses are getting much more sophisticated they're getting more athletes on there um and uh, really from the top to the bottom Cherokee schools have gotten a lot better um so it's not just been one it's been all so i think the region's very difficult i think you know obviously right now i think it's it's rome and everybody else but um the all the cherokee schools are almost dead even and and, you know when you watch on film i think any of them could beat each other and uh so really it's rome and cherokee and then us is basically the way it looks right now
2: coach you have had a run of really great players to come through your program i believe uh, probably since the second or third year, you've had a player on an All-State team uh, consistently year in and year out uh, on both sides of the ball. But right now, I want to talk about defensively. You've had teams, uh, guys recently like uh, Royce Francis and Eric Carty. And this season, and, and maybe the last couple of seasons, a guy like Vinny Canosa has been an All-State type player. And also a guy like Ezra Odenjor. How do you guys maintain that level of play and consistency on the defensive side of the ball?
4: Uh- for us it's the physicality they both bring to the game uh vinny, um, vinny was brought up as a freshman um, the year that we lost in the state championship he was brought up game 9 i think it was and ended up taking somebody's spot in game 10 and started all the playoff games in up to the state championship so that's unbelievably you know very unusual that that was able to happen and he's just been rock solid and the danger of that is typically as a junior and senior, you know, you've been there, done that too much and you kind of get too big for the program. And I think Vinny is so into football and so into Altoona football that by him not getting too big for the program, no one else can be, can can get too big. So Ezra's jumped right in, great attitudes, getting offers But really, he's just more disappointed that we're not winning. Um, So they're both very upset at practice. They're very upset in the hallways that we're losing. So um, that's been a great thing for us as far as just keeping things, keeping guys and not losing the kids' attitudes.
1: Coach, uh, let's turn our attention to Friday now as we're looking forward to having you on air. Um, one of the things that we were talking about is Etawas maybe a little bit more of a, a complicated offense that you'll face. Talk a little bit about the challenges that the Eagles present to your team and how you plan to counteract some of those.
4: The, the major concern right now, you know, the coaching staff's looking at is is they're, they're very physical. Um, they like to play. It seems like smash-mouth football. And so that, then it turns into who's better up front and you can really tell that coach kemper does a lot of work with the offensive line they're very sound and the quarterback athleticism is always a problem you got that guy that you really don't account for that's making all the runs um, it kind of puts you in a bind so now your defense has got to play assignment football and when people don't he really hurts them and then defensively uh it starts up front again uh the front four and uh The two linebackers are physical. They like to blitz. And so if you're not picking all that stuff up, you're gonna have a big problem. So try to stay away from the big negative on offense and then play assignment football on defense is kind of what we've been trying to preach to the kids.
2: Coach, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your running back, Jaden Ponder. He's a young man that's closing in on 2,000 yards, rushing for his career. I think he was a yard short of 1,000 last year. He's up to 900 this year. Uh, As it stands, we know he's been kind of a bell cow for your offense, but can you talk about him and and what he means to your team this season? Um,
4: This year, without a question, on the offense side, he's been the most consistent player. Um, Probably the first three games he got a lot of that yards. You always have to have a line, but he he did a lot of work on his own or, or got a large portion of the work, let's just say. So he's been consistent in every game. And so while we've been struggling, he's been the one bright spot on the offense. And we're just hoping that the rest of the offense can catch up and then make a little bit of a push, at least be respectable by the end of the year.
1: All right, well, Coach, thank you so much for being with us again. We always appreciate when coaches from outside the area agree to come on, so a special thank you for uh, joining us this evening.
4: All right, no problem. You have a great night.
1: And a special thank you to Coach Gary Varner for being with us here tonight. Our first time we've had a chance to talk to Coach Varner – um kind of picked up a little bit of a a new uh new york accent we had to look up his bio there and see where he was from but he's out of new york but uh you know he's known for having a great program over there at alatoona he's been there for the entire time that alatoona has been playing football you mentioned for 15 years now uh has a state title to his name very well respected in the area and easy to see why with that interview
2: yeah, easy to see why. And the the thing I picked up on Coach Varner will is the standard is the standard, and I think that they're not. He's not making any excuses, and he's not sugarcoating anything for Alatuna right now. Uh, they they have struggled this season in his eyes and they're not meeting the standard and he's you know, I think that's one thing that's important is that 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 you don't change the standard in any program, right? You you need to be where you want to be. And that's how he's got to coach his guys up. But it was very impressed, you know, Coach Varner, they they started playing football in two thousand and eight over in Allatoon. I don't think their first year was a a a full region schedule, but he's been there the entire time, Will, and that's I, I think that's extremely impressive by, by Coach Varner. Uh, he's got a, gosh, I, I think his record is, now it's escaping me here in the historical data, uh, but he's got two state, uh, one, excuse me, one state title to his name, two state title appearances, and I don't think they've missed
1: a playoff since like uh, 2010. Yeah, I could believe that for sure. So as always, very appreciative to him for coming on and and looking forward to seeing his program on Friday night. So it's the moment you've all waited for. We're going to send it to our final break of the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Come out on the other end and talk about the Alatoona Buccaneers as they make the trip over to Woodstock to face the Edway Eagles. Just a minute. We'll be back. At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we know you give us the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia, and that's why we make it our mission to give
3: back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager. Join us October 27th for our annual Truck or Treat celebration. We hope you can join us for some family Halloween fun, and we want to make it a great celebration. We hope to see everyone at the dealership October 27th for the great Halloween celebration.
1: Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard, Canton. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we're here to talk about our Cherokee County Game of the Week. That is the Alatuna Bucks as they make the trip over to face the Etowah Eagles on Eagle Mountain. And one thing we should mention about these couple of teams is there's a few differences. First of all, Etowah comes in 5-2, and two, and Alatoona comes in 2-5. and five. Both teams are 1-2 and two in the region, and both those wins are against Woodstock. So there's a couple of similarities but a couple of differences, and it really comes down to this. Etowah is a more of a high flying, no pun intended, scoring <laughs> offense and the you know, the defense does what it needs to do. Alston on the other hand is going to be defensive first and they're going to have to score enough points to compete on back end. So the challenges are a little bit different for both these teams. I do have some numbers if you will allow yes, me to elaborate please, for a minute. Please. All right, so Alston is 2 and 1 when they go over 200 rushing yards. All right. The only exception to that is they uh, ran for 204 against Craigview and lost on that last second field goal. And they are two and zero when they rush for three touchdowns or more. All right, so their two wins come on those two scenarios, right? Over two hundred rushing yards and three touchdowns or more. Etowah is zero and two when giving up over two hundred rush yards and three touch three rushing touchdowns in a game. Obviously, that's Creekview and Sequoia is mm-hmm. when that happened. Their two losses. So there you go. So the key to this game is very simple. If you're Etowah. Keep Alatuna to 200 rushing yards or less, and keep them to two rushing touchdowns or less. Now it's easier said than done. I was going to say that's very simple, Will. Yeah, well, I mean, just do it. Easy for us to say. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple of things going against Alatuna, statistics wise. First of all, Alatuna 14 turnovers on the year through seven games they're averaging two turnovers per game okay and seven of those are interceptions seven of those are fumbles so they're doing it both ways if Etowah can get the ball to come loose a couple of times and control the ball themselves you like the Eagles chance in this one ball control is going to be super important the other question is going to be kind of what we talk about with Sequoia and maybe even Creekview at this point if Etowah gets up 14 to nothing does Alatoona have the offensive firepower to get back in a game late it's probably
2: going to be a little bit difficult, but they do have a game breaker at running back who can change. And we've seen him break open games and change games in you know the blink of an eye, and that's Jaden Ponder. And we talked about him a little bit with Coach Varner on the interview. He's at 900 rushing yards on the season. As I mentioned, he was I believe one shy of a thousand last year. Mm-hmm. You got to believe with with uh, three games left, he's going to find a way uh, to get over the thousand yard mark. I don't think it's easy because if you force if you force Alatuna to throw, they have shown a propensity to turn the ball over. I think they the couple of quarterbacks they run out there have thrown seven interceptions. Again, that's probably not a number that is uh, high on uh, Coach uh, Varner's. Uh, hey, I like to see this list. Right. Uh, so uh, so again, I think that they're going to struggle, and it's you know Tyler McGuire and, and Sadiq Teal are going to have to find a way to take care of the football when they do throw it in the air. Alatoon is a team, more often than not, they're going to line up in the eye, the offset eye. They're going to send a man in motion. It's a very traditional-looking offense. A thing I love to see, Will. It's going to be a fun
1: game. (laughs) We're going to have have two different styles. We're going to have the the stand-in-the-pocket quarterback, hand the ball off, five formation, three yards in a cloud of dust, and we're going to throw the play action ten times a game and see what happens. Versus Etowah, which is going to line up spread, shotgun, mobile quarterback, option plays, screen plays, all the stuff. It's going to be really kind of like if you took a team out of 1975 and compared them against a team of today. Sure. Uh, now, obviously, Alatoona has a little bit better athletes than you know when you consider old school football had, <laughs> whatever. But they still, this is going to be a different style of ball. One thing I will say, Etowah has accustomed themselves to playing with four down linemen. I believe they will do that again. Mm-hmm. I think they'll rather run that 4-2. Um, defensive set, which they will need to do. Uh, Alatuna, on the other hand, is also a four down lineman team. It'd be interesting to see if they stick to that or if the spread forces them to three down linemen and they have to bring in a couple of linebackers. Now, when we talk about Alatuna's defense, they got a couple of kids on Alatuna that are very impressive. Uh, You know, we talk about the big uh, linebacker and the big defensive tackle that Coach Kemper mentioned on the interview over there. Of course, we are talking about uh, TK Smith. Uh, TK George, I should say, and Vinny Canoso. So, Vinny Canosa, excuse me. So, both those guys, Canosa with 57 tackles and four sacks, and then George up the middle with 11 tackles, but really kind of the run stopper that allows Mechie Buchanan on one side and Ezra Odenjor, I believe is how you say his name, on the other side. So, the defensive end is very impressive. All that being said, it's really going to come down to the offensive line for both these teams like it does in every game, honestly how well is this Etowah offensive line going to be able to block for the Buffalo, for Cacho, for obviously Mahoney when he gets outside. And then, you know, an element that I think two weeks ago didn't really matter. I think it matters now. And speaking to Coach Kemper about it, I think it's the passing game. I think it's going to be up to Etowah to find a way to pass for 200 yards again. If they're able to do that, you really like the Eagles' chances I think Etawa wants this to be a higher-scoring game. A lower-scoring game does not favor their style of play, nor does it favor their defense being on the field for a long time. Alatuna, on the other hand, would like to see this game be 17-7, to 17-10, going into the fourth and keep it close in ball control.
2: Yeah, I would agree, Will. We, you talked about a guy like Vinny Canosa. Coach Varner talked about him in, in the interview, and, and what we didn't get to say is he is a, this, he's a two-time All-State player. Uh, uh, Honoree. Right. Uh, and that's impressive. We, we hit, heard a little bit of his story coming in and, and and taking somebody's spot as a freshman. You just don't see that that often. And somebody who's got a lot of pride in putting on the, uh, the red and black and silver for the Buccaneers. I agree with you. I think this game is going to be one in the trenches. One thing that is interesting to me is Alatoona's offensive line is not as big as what we're used to seeing out of these guys. And that's just, I think that's just probably cyclical right now yeah. uh, for the Buccaneers. And so maybe uh they don't wear down the Etowah defensive front as much as we've seen uh, other teams do when they've had success running against Etowah. and then conversely can can uh, Etowah's defensive front control some of these big it's big defensive line this very impressive defensive line and really impressive front seven. Uh, for Ed Wilde. In the back end, we don't really talk about their secondary, but a few a few guys back there, uh, Dakai uh, Garrett, Bryce Stack, Khalil Debrick, guys like that in the secondary uh, will have to keep their eyes peeled, let's say, because yeah. you can't get stuck in the backfield looking, because, uh, looking at the running back because we've seen the quarterback, Xavier Mahoney, just kind of pull that thing and, and leak out the backside. And if there's no contain, you're going to have a, a long night. It's going to be very difficult, and I know we probably look at Mahoney getting off the bus, and you say we got this guy covered. It'll be very difficult to keep yeah. to keep Exe contained.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game to see what the the game plan is going ahead, and, and seeing where both these teams come out on on that end
2: it should be exciting. We we talked about it. Styles make fights, and this yep. is one that we just don't know what to expect. I mean, we, we know what, what both teams are on paper, but on how they match up, it just makes such a great, great game, I think, for us to call.
1: Yeah, and then the two coaching staffs that are going to have to adjust to a couple of things they're not used to seeing, right? I mean, you talk about scout team preparation. I mean, it's hard to get a scout team for a guy like Jaden Ponder, and sure. it's hard to get a scout team for a guy like Mahoney and and, and Weir and Cacho and all those guys that we know about. So going to be interesting to see how they do. Going to be interesting to see what they can compare themselves to. Uh, We're looking forward to it again. That'll be our Cherokee County Game of the Week. Join us at 7 o'clock for the pregame show. We'll give all the predictions for all the games we've gone over here, and we'll also break down all of these games. Make sure you join us at 7.30 for kickoff. And also, if you're a fan of any of the other teams, as they are all in action except for Sequoia, make sure you join us throughout the night. We will have score updates throughout the night, and make sure that we keep everybody updated all the way through and get you ready for the playoff picture.
2: Well, I know we mentioned this week in and week out, but – if we've got some Alatoona Buccaneer fans sure. tuning into the podcast for the first time and they're not going to be able to make it over to Woodstock on Friday night, how can they listen in?
1: Well, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Second of all, we do pride ourselves on not being too homerish, So So <laughs> yeah, hopefully if you tune in, you, you won't have to expect us just to call Etowah names or expect us to heap praise on Etowah if it's not due. We do like to think we, we can keep it in the middle ground as much as possible. Um, you know, all things aside, we do hope Edouard wins. But, sure. You know, with, with mean, that being said, right? Um, yeah, so there's a few different ways you can listen to us. So if you're uh, if you're in Ackworth, you're probably not going to pick up 101.1 FM, but we are on there, so maybe tune over your radio if you're interested. Uh, but we can always be found on wljradio.com in the top right hand corner of the website. There's a Listen Live button. Make sure you click on the one that says 101.1 FM. That will take you to our signal, and then you can also ask your smart speaker to play WLJA, whether that be Google Home, Alexa, or your uh, Apple smart speaker. They will all be able to find us or if you are still on your phone and you're trying to connect it to the bluetooth in your car something like that you're welcome to download any radio player app so iheart any of those that are the traditional tune-in apps you can get those and find us on that app and you'll be able to listen to us as well so everybody's welcome looking forward to it and hope everybody can join us
2: Likewise, Will. I know it's kind of cliche we say this time of year, the weather is cooling down. These playoff races are heating up. Yeah. It is a great time of year.
1: It absolutely is, and we're, we're looking forward to it, looking forward to having the, the band back together and looking forward to being back at Eagle Mountain for the first time since August. Absolutely. At least the, as, a, as a game kicks off, the sun will have set over well the set. horizon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> It'll be very different. Last time we were there, it was like 90 degrees and the sun was up. And this tonight, or well, Friday night, I should say, it will be... Uh, Hoping that the sun is staying up for as long as possible. Sure. Low low is around 40. So uh, make sure you bring your uh, jacket. A nice, nippy night in Woodstock. That it will be. Looking forward to it. So I've been Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley here. Looking forward to seeing you all on Friday night, again, 730, the Etowah Eagles, as they host the Alatoona Buccaneers. Art, take care, buddy, and remember, we're We're one day closer closer to to Jesus.
0: Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.